Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saigay. Good morning. Listen, we have an, an amazing guest here with us today, uh, Yannick McKee. Welcome, brother. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing, Patrice? Excited to be hanging out with you this morning. Well, I'm so excited by Yannick and the opportunity to not only collaborate with him, but we him and I talking about some big things, man, that uh, he, he could be... Um, he, he could be, I'm not going to use the knowledge him and I used yesterday because it may confuse some of y'all, but <laughs> he could be key to our future. But let me tell you about Yannick before we get into it. So Yannick um, is an author. He's an ADT certified coach and an expert on purpose and mental toughness. I want to get more into that mental toughness because as a family, we're facing some, um, some, um, some of that issue with, with our family. We want to know more about it. Uh, he lost both his parents to AIDS before he turned 16. That will make you mentally tough, right? Uh, he learned from firsthand experience how to turn obstacles into stepping stones, become a successful entrepreneur, and a founder of Living in Purpose at Risk Youth Foundation. He has an amazing story that has been featured in numerous media outlets, uh, ESPN, the unde ESPN's Undefeated, the Huff Hutchinson Post, um, the New York Daily News, Good Day Atlanta, a TBN 700 Club, just to name a few. For his effort in the community business, he was awarded the Change Maker of the Year Award from the New Leaders Council and inducted into his alma mater, Georgia Southern University Top 40 Under 40 Alumni Club. Yannick, welcome to the studio. Honored to be here with you, brother. Excited about well, what God is doing. Yes. So, uh, Yannick, your, your dad... Um, you lose your parents at 16 years old uh, from AIDS. And I remember when I was coming up, you, you're about uh, four, four to five years younger than me. I remember when the AIDS epidemic began. It was kind of like the, what we're facing now with the, um, with the current uh, COVID-19, but except there was a stigma attached to it. Uh, that that that's not because today COVID, you know, everybody get it, you know, it's like, but there was a stigma. So let's take, go back a little bit about before you lose your parents, how your life was, how your family was, because I know that your father worked for my favorite airline, uh, that I'm a diamond member of Delta. And uh, my family laugh at me because um, they said, man, come on, be a little bit loose. I said, you don't understand. Once when you're diamond, the way they treat oh, you, you don't want to go anywhere else. If it's not broke, you know, don't fix it, Patrice. You got it. Don't fix it. And uh, so let's go back a bit before your parents die. How was your life and how was the family? How how were things in terms of from, from a young Yannick's point of view? Well, my life couldn't have been any better growing up, Patrice. My father, as you mentioned, worked for Delta. Uh, if anyone has ever flown international, uh, you are enjoying some of the, the, the fruits of my father's labor because he helped to set up Delta's international flight program. Mm -hmm. He spoke four languages, graduated from the University of Illinois with a master's degree in international communications. And so he was in charge of going to these other countries and helping to set up Delta's international flight program. Uh, he was making over six figures in the, in the early 80s. He, he was a dynamic and brilliant man. My mom had the, the privilege of, of leading our home, taking care of my sister and I. I have a sister who's three years younger than I am. And I just remember growing up in, in the lap of luxury, 
uh, everybody joked with us and called us the, the Cosby family. I mean, life couldn't have been any better growing up. Obviously, that was until at the age of 11, I found out that my father uh, was having an extramarital affair, contracted HIV, and unknowingly gave it to my mom. So at the age of 11, everything changed for me. Wow. So even before their death at 11, I mean, things, everything just changes. Now, so so 11-year-old Yannick, you this, so you, you go from this life of privilege to discovering this. Yannick, first, you have the stigma. And, and back in those days, uh, the country was not as kind to those who... Um, you know, had HIV, AIDS, or even those who were identifying as homosexuals. So were you conscious at that time what was happening? Not really. I, I mean, at, a, at the age of 11, I really didn't know what HIV was. I, I knew that my father, uh, uh, he had admitted that uh, well, that he was having an extramarital affair, but it wasn't until I talked with my mom afterwards that I realized that his uh, affair was with another man. And, and so um, that, that was something that I had to work through mentally as a young man, trying to figure out what did that mean uh, for me. And, and so it was, it was very difficult growing up, trying to, to navigate my manhood and, and, uh, what what I was supposed to be and what my purpose was in navigating why a good God would allow me to go through such such pain. It, it wasn't until much later that I realized that inside of all of that pain was purpose. Sometimes we, we want to get to the purpose and the prosperity trying to circumvent challenges. But what I've realized is, is that most of the time it's actually inside that pain that we will find our greatest level of purpose. Oh, wow, you, man, I love it. So tell me a bit about your interaction with your dad at that point. Because for a young man, you're the first, you're the, the oldest of the family and you're the heir parent for lack of a better word. You know, you're the young prince. And um, so tell me a bit about how you interact with your dad before or even after you found that he had, he had AIDS. I'm going to keep it real with you, Patrice. I was a mama's boy. So, you know, uh, dad was always gone. Uh, mm. He he always had somewhere to be. Uh, when I meet people today, Patrice, even to this day, they say, Unique, your dad could have been the CEO of Delta Airlines. When he passed, he was the highest ranking African-American in the entire corporation. So you you being a businessman, understand the, the demands of success. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so my yeah. father was definitely trying to thrive underneath those demands. And so he wasn't home much, but when he was home, my, my dad had a great sense of humor. He, he, he loved opera. Uh, he, he was a, a, a great chef. I didn't pick up any of any of that. Um, I know my wife which wishes I would have. Linda, if you're watching the, the podcast, happy anniversary. Today's our 17th year anniversary, Patrice. So Wow. Congratulations yeah. to you and Linda. Yeah, yeah, man. Celebrating my, my 17th year with my, my beautiful bride. Uh, love her to death. Uh, she she holds me down um to the nth degree. So just wanted to shout her out real quick. But my my dad my dad was was just a brilliant and ambitious man. And even at a young age, Patrice, I did know that. 
And so I always say that I know without a shadow of a doubt, I got my drive and my, my ambition from my father. Uh, I, I know that. And then I got my ministry side and, and, and love for people from my mother. Even after my mother contracted HIV, Patrice, she went back to school. She was already the, the, the first person in her family to graduate from college. She went to Winthrop University, graduated. But after getting HIV, she went back to school to get her master's degree in counseling so she could counsel other people who were struggling with HIV. Now, now that blows my mind. And so when you, when you, this is why I tell people I'm crazy. When you take my dad's ambitions and, and his drive and you mix that with my mom's heart and her, her mental toughness and her heart for other people, you get a crazy person like Unique Mackey. Wow, that's incredible. So in a sense, when you look back at it, you, so you had this admiration for your dad. You know, it's like your dad was kind of like my mom, hardly there, but you admired him because he was successful. And, and he was, it seemed like when he was with you, he was human. He wasn't this, you know, corporate aloof guy. He was, he was dad. But then he you get was. your anchoring from mom. You, your mom is kind of like my grandma, Well, my grandma was my anchor, right? You're, you're, and so in a sense, so as a result, when stuff happened with dad, it didn't have as much of a negative effect on you. Is, would that be true? I mean, not that it did not, but but because you were anchored and it because it didn't really change who the picture of corporate that he was, though it changed, you know, some of your perception and, and even maybe part of the confusion as to. Let, let me let me tell you what happened to me mentally. Mm. My my father, but because of his corporate obligations, I, I obviously was, was very successful and, and driven, et cetera. But when I found out that he wasn't as disciplined oh. as, as I thought he was, mm. that changed my perception of him. That's interesting. Which, which then changed my perception of of God, but because so so even though Mom was anchoring the home, uh, and 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 holding us down, Dad was making the dollars. Yeah, and so I I knew that there'd be no more fancy vacations. That there would be, you know, no more, you know, because you know I I knew that HIV was a serious disease, even though I didn't fully understand it, and my father had already told me that there was no cure. So, so even though uh, he was still able to work a few years after telling us that, I mean, he, di he died shortly after that uh, at the age of 13, two years after we got that news, um, things were totally different. Uh, but because his health began, began to dwindle, uh, he, you know, which affected his job, you know, people began to find out that he actually had HIV. And, and, and even though, things stayed the same in our home for, for a short time, um, my, my mind wasn't right. Wow, wow. Yeah. So that's, you know that's, how that that's is. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, you, you were four to five years behind me. You know, the most famous guy to catch HIV during our time was Magic Johnson. 
and and he went on to he's still alive today. So tell me a bit. Um, does your dad gets it before or after magic? My well, I think, and we we maybe somebody who's watching online could you know um, Google this and put it in the chat. But I, I think that magic announced in the nineties, like early nineties, if I uh, remember correctly. Yep. And, yep. and so uh, my my father passed away. I think in ninety one. I believe 90 or 91. And so my father had it long before, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not sure magic knows when he actually contracted the disease, but my, my father had it long before magic. Before, before magic. Yeah. So which means for your family and your dad, you were under this other stigma. It's because when night, when magic announces it, things start shifting a bit. There's this national efforts. Yes. So this is proud of that. This wow. is proud of that. Yeah. And, and Anna confirmed for what us, uh, yeah. back you, Anna, that it was 1991 that he announced. I, I, I thought it was. And so, yes, yes, Patrice, for sure. My 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 father, th this is this is this is how far back um, they believe my father may have had HIV. And imagine imagine this as a child. My sister and I had to go get AIDS test. Wow because they weren't at, they weren't positive that we couldn't have had it wow that that's wow. that's how far back we had to go and so you mentioned covid and 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 you know the the the, the pandemic that we're going through now and and how nervous people are waiting on that covid test to come back negative or positive but imagine being a a a young man and my sister a young woman and you waiting for AIDS test to come back because you don't know if your mom had it when she birthed you. Wow. Wow. Again, we're talking to Yannick, the founder of Living in Purpose, as well as the Purpose Center. Uh, well, we got some good folks watching. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Ajak. <laughs> you are. So we're talking about his journey to living in purpose. And we're gonna have Unique here a few times because I wanna really walk, his story is so incredibly amazing that I wanna walk through it slowly, slowly. So Unique, walk us through, you, 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 you're a mental toughness coach. First of all, tell us what that means, but then walk us through 11 years old and then 13 years old and then 16 years old, how you walk through that mentally and spiritually because it first shattered for you, your image of God, because most of us, if we don't know God, or if we only know God just a little bit, our dad is kind of, for particularly for young men, our dad is kind of, you know, that image of, of, of who God is, especially when our perception of him is good. But, but you made a point. You discovered he wasn't as disciplined as you perceive. Not changing for you. So tell us about what is mental toughness, because you're a coach for mental toughness. And then walk us through how you walk through to get to living in purpose. Well, mental toughness is the ability to leverage pain for the benefit of purpose. Oh, say that again, brother. <laughs> that, that's a Twitter. That's a Twitterable right there. Say it again. Mental toughness is the ability to be able to leverage pain for the benefit of purpose. That mm. that's what mental toughness is. And my job, what I do with with executives and entrepreneurs. Um, uh, around the world is I help them to 
make better decisions in the midst of, of their challenges so that they can maximize their peace, productivity, and passion for life. And so, as you mentioned, uh, I learned this firsthand. What does it mean to have pain, struggle, and trial? And we're not just talking about the death of a loved one or, or disease. Uh, we're talking about how do I navigate marriage? I, I had a, a talk with an executive not too long ago who was struggling with some things. And he, I asked him, I said, what, what is the most important part of your business? And he gave me the, these, you know, traditional answers. And I said, no, your wife is. Wow. Because if she leaves, she gets half. So, so, so what do you think is most important, your marriage or going to that meeting? Mm. And, and, and so that's a mental toughness moment. If, if, if you're struggling in a relationship, how do I make the right decision so that I can leverage this pain for the benefit of my purpose? And so just helping people to navigate challenges, whether it's personally or professionally, is what I love to do. So let's go back to this young man. He learns that his, his father, a man he admired, has AIDS at 11. He dies at 13. His mother dies at 16. He doesn't know purpose at that point. Uh, you know, all he knows is things have changed. How, does, how did he leverage that? How did he get to the place where he can leverage that pain for the benefit of his purpose? How did he do it? Well, it, it wasn't smooth sailing for me. I made a lot of negative and nasty decisions on that journey through pain to purpose. Um, I, I lost um, my understanding of God. I don't say faith. I say understanding. That's, pur that's purposeful because I still knew he existed. Mm. I, I can look at nature and, and see that. I, I know that there has to be something greater outside uh, of, of our existence for us to exist. I understood that intellectually. What I didn't understand or, or, or what I could figure out is whether he cared about me or not. Mm. And so I lost my understanding of God because I couldn't reconcile how a good God could allow such painful situations. And so I, I got involved in, in a lot of uh, drug abuse, uh, promiscuous sexual activity. I'm surrounding myself uh, with other hurt people. You've heard it said that hurt people attract other hurt people. And, and so it wasn't until uh, I, I got expelled from Georgia Southern University for getting caught with uh, a, a, a numerous amount of guns on campus, uh, being indicted under, un, un, uh, with federal gun charges that, I, that uh, I always say that pain took me away from God, but pain brought me back to him. And it was, it was through a miracle in that process where I was under that federal indictment that I realized that God was real and that he did care and that my pain could be leveraged for purpose. I'm a little curious there, Nick. What are you doing with a whole lot of guns on campus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making, a, making a whole lot of money, Patrice. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That was, I was you a businessman even then. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I haven't changed much. Um, it's just my purpose. My purpose has changed. Wow. So sometimes when we are in pain, when we think the worst has yet, when we think the worst has happened, sometimes that worst situation or circumstance could be the very thing that redirects us towards purpose. Is that what you're telling us? I believe that Romans 8, 28 is true, that, that God will work all things out for good 
for those who love him and have been called according to what? His purpose. purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So I I absolutely believe that. Um, And what I realized is that uh, we should not attribute um, pain to God. Pain is because of sinful people. And my father knew what he was doing was wrong. And he still chose to make that decision. What is God supposed to do? What, not, not, not even God can protect the man from himself because man has the power to choose what he or she does. I, I, if you didn't hear that one, then then you, you, then you're deaf. Say that, say that again. Not even God. Not even God can protect the man from himself because God gives us the power to choose. Wow. Think of Deuteronomy. Choose you this day, life and death. And then he tells what to choose. He said, choose life. He gives you the answer. It's an open book it's test, like, brother. There are multiple choices. And then he's here to answer. It's, it's only two. It's multiple choices. only two choices. And then he tells you what, what to choose. And man still chooses selfishness, pride, wow. arrogance, etc. Obviously, that's that's a, that's another talk for another day. But I, that, I had to realize that that I should not be blaming God for my father's decisions. And and that's and that's a tough mental process. That's that is mental toughness. There I, I I have a book coming that just came out actually. Well, we're doing a pre called uh the buck the buck stops with you. Mm. The buck stops with you. Where and I just took two CEOs in a spiritual retreat where we went through it and where I pretty much said, listen, at the end of the day, you have a choice. The buck, there are some virtues that you can choose to walk in that could change your destiny. You choose. I'm talking to um, Yannick McKee, the founder and CEO of Living in Purpose. He's a coach, an author, a preacher, a trainer. We're talking about his journey to living in purpose. And we're going to have him back again a few times because we want, there's a lot more here, brothers and sisters, and we really want to get into it. Uh, so, Yannick, along the way, you, you also, by the way, if you want to know more about Yannick, let me tell you where to go. Go to livingandpurpose.org or livingandpurpose.org. Uh, Yannick, one of the reasons why we talk with Yannick is because Yannick uh, came to us and he's now a licensed partner with us of the Young Biblical Entrepreneur, which is one of the programs that he's going to be having as a part of the Purpose Center. And we're going to get into what the Purpose Center is and even what Young Biblical Entrepreneurship is. So, so if you're watching now, Stay tuned because there's a lot more coming. So, Yannick, let, let's talk a bit about the fact that part of your dad's lifestyle was this extramarital affair. And as a young man, um, obviously that brought about confusion for you. How did you navigate with your own sexual identity, given that your figure, your, your dad's figure, obviously the, those it didn't, it, it, I, I think it was maybe a plus that he got the AIDS virus because that, that gave you a picture of the negative aspect, you know, that, oh, that's not good. But, but, but did that bring confusion for you as a young man? Uh, it, it, it brought um, some confusion for sure. Um, I mean, I knew I liked women. Um, I wasn't confused about that, but... Mm. It, it, it brought confusion as it relates to like what what could happen 
Like why, why did my father or did my father, you know, what, what, what was going on with him? What were some of his struggles? And, and, and I learned a little bit later on, um, you know, from, from, from others on, on why my father may have chose that lifestyle, um, et cetera. But obviously growing up and, and you're, you're, you're not really understanding uh, what homosexuality is, uh, it was it was very confusing at the age of 11 trying to figure out who my father was and, and why was he uh, living another lifestyle? Uh, why wasn't he satisfied with who I thought was the, the most beautiful uh, woman in the world, my mother? And, and, and so just trying to it, it hurt that he he picked something outside of his family. Mm. That, Whether it was a man is, or a woman, that that was not relevant. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't. It, let, yeah. let me let me let me make that that clear because I have a lot of grace um, for for that um, homosexual community. It's a, it's a lot there, and the church has not done a good job at, at ministering and loving that group of people. So it wasn't to, for for me, Patrice. The biggest thing wasn't even that it was a man. The big the biggest thing for me was you chose something outside of your family. The biggest thing, he, he, and I'm still this way, Patrice, your word is everything. My Lord. So, so if you say to a person that I love you in, in sickness and in health, that it, you know, for, if, for richer or, or for poor, if, if, I give, if, if I become a, a covenant partner with you, my desires, no longer matter. My, I'm living my life out of what's best for you. Mm. And so even at 11, I understood that what my dad did was not right as it relates to leading a family. If that's the lifestyle that he wanted to live as a single man, I wouldn't have agreed with it, but you've got the freedom to do that. Um, but when you when you bring your family into your decisions, I mean, what my dad did literally killed his wife. I mean, in my mind, he turned into a murderer at that moment. Uh, he lost his family. He lost his 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 job. And so that's where my passion comes from for, for business and helping um, people who are a lot of, a, 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 under a lot of pressure to perform. Sometimes we turn to things that may not be healthy. <laughs> Listen, friends. Wow, that is good stuff. I want to dissect what you just said a little bit. Again, I'm talking to Yannick McKee, the founder and CEO of livinginpurpose.com and the Living and the Purpose Center. Uh, we partner with Yannick to launch the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program, which will be an offer of the Purpose Center. Uh, and Yannick just told me before this, I said, you know, he's going to be offering at the local community there, but also be available online for those of you who may not be uh, physically in, in Georgia. Uh, Yannick, what you just did there did something very powerful because uh, there's this tension, right, between the church and the homosexual community, between Christian sexual community, sure. and you're right, we don't, we've not handled it well. The first thing you've taught us today is you've made a covenant. And you know how you feel, whether man or woman, it doesn't matter. You made a covenant, right? And, and your word has to mean something. So if you're watching and listening, you made a covenant. Your word has to mean something. There have been moments, man, where I've been tempted by other women. 
Oh, you know, Patrice, you know, I'm moving a shaker, brother. I know. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you just scared like me. So I know. Um... You know what I mean? You made a covenant because and then what happens is, you know, when you when you ain't got nothing, you're you know, you overlook when you when you're perceived to be successful all of a sudden. But you made a covenant. That's right. You made a covenant. And that covenant overrides how you feel. That covenant overrides what you want. That covenant overrides your preferences. You made a covenant. Because our words has to start meaning something. And then second, God can do all things. Absolutely. Right? Within when you submit to a covenant and you say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live on my word, I'm gonna do what I committed to do, even if it kills me, you end up living. It's an amazing thing. That. And they speak to that a bit, man, because, and then, and then I'm going to ask you another question and we're going to land this plane because I want to have you back because I want to next, I want to get into how did Yannick discover his purpose? We know what, what calls you to wake up. You know, tragedy caused confusion in your head and led you into making a bad decision. But then an even worse tragedy caused you to kind of get 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 awakened but then it doesn't mean you have purpose at that moment i'm going to have you back and i'm going to do living in purpose too i want to now walk through how does yannick go from facing jail a uh, federal prison uh to discovering purpose but that that's the second i'd show. love to do that but right now talk to me a bit about because the the I want you to do two things. First, talk a bit about that importance of your word meaning something. Because so no matter what you're doing, that your word has to mean something. But then second, you also made a statement about the way we as the church or Christian deal with that community. Uh, because oftentimes we don't deal with that community in the way that ministers to them. We come across as judgmental. We come across as angry, mean-spirited. So, so do both for me. For start with, go back to that word thing because uh, that was powerful. That here's a young man, you were more concerned because you felt as though your father forsook his first love. Absolutely, that was the real issue. That 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 was it for me, and it was just amazing to me that even at the age of eleven, I understood the the power of commitment and 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 your word, mm. and and so. We believe, Patrice, that God used the word to form creation. Amen. And, and so, the, you know, our words are, are the foundation of life. And so we can't, we can't give them flippantly or, or, or empty and, 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 and vain. Um, and so I felt like as a man, if you told this uh, woman, your wife, that you were going to love her and mm. protect her and mm. provide for her, to bring her a disease that would ultimately lead to her death uh, is, is not manly, it's, 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 it's not righteous. And, and, and that was my problem. Um, and then to do it when you have two, two children um, just, just convolutes it even more. And so um, as it relates to, you know, my father's struggle with homosexuality, I, I think that the church, uh, we, we pick sins that we want to pick on. Mm. We pick sins that we want to pick on. 
And what we all know is that we're all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And what and what that means is that we need to be sensitive to every person's struggle. Now, people may debate whether 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 or not, you know, homosexuality is a sin or not. Um, I believe that it is because I believe God created man and woman to be together. I mean, you can you can see from our, our sexual parts that, there, that there's a fit there. But here's what happened when sin became a part of our society. It perverts everything. Mm. It, it perverts how we make money. It perverted how we treated each other. It perverted every aspect of life, including our, our affections. And, and, and so uh, I believe that, that what we need to focus on is the sin and not the sinner. And, mm. that, and that we, we should love and let and let people go through what they need to go through to get to where God has called them to be, and instead of pushing them away and expecting them to be who you are when they come. My I Lord. believe God can change anything. I believe God can transform lives. The reason I know that is because um, before I, got, but, but, but when I was immature, I was lustful. I was selfish. I never wanted to be with one woman. And guess what? Now I'm, I, I try every day to be selfless. I'm in love with one woman and for 17 years, I've never, I've never touched another woman in a sexual way. I know that that was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and if he could do that with my heart, I believe he can do that with anyone's heart if, if we're submitted and, and that is something that we desire. But again, um, there are also thorns. Paul had something that he struggled with that God never healed him from. Mm. Could that mm. be someone's story? Mm. And so, I just believe that we ought to love, that we ought to pray for God's will to be done in people's lives, and we ought to love them as they're on that journey with God. <laughs> wow. This We've had church. I'm not sure. Yeah, about absolutely. You. If, you, if you didn't receive a day, there's a hole in your soul, I tell you. That, that was good stuff. Listen, Yannick, before you leave, uh, I do want you to encourage our people. That was encouraging right there, but, I, but I, I'm going to ask you to encourage our people in a different way as well. Um, your wife's name, give it to me again. Linda Mackey. Linda, Linda Mackey. You're, you're yes, a blessed sir. woman. And I know that he got here. Yes, Jesus did it. But I know, Linda, that you had something to do with it. Absolutely <laughs> did. The absolutely church, did. Amen. You had something to do with it. Linda, you're a blessed man. And brother, you're blessed. I mean, blessed woman. And brother, you're blessed man. Happy anniversary. You Thank On you. your anniversary, you gave the time to come here and be with us. We really appreciate it. To begin this journey as we walk together on Living in Purpose. Listen. Tune in, guys, because we're going to bring Yannick back. We're going to talk about how did Yannick discover purpose? You know, how did he discover what he's doing today? I mean, it's one thing to know that what you're doing is wrong. Right. It doesn't make you necessarily find purpose, right? Absolutely he he could have gone and just being regular and just and just being, he could have gone and just begin to play defensive, right? Just say, I'm going to just stay out of trouble. But he didn't do that. <laughs> he, he got in another arena. He, he, he just changed teams. You know, he just changed teams. Um, let's all wish uh, Yannick and Linda a happy anniversary. Thank you, Andrea, for doing that. And y'all, just say happy anniversary to Yannick and Linda for yeah. they have done much for us and for the kingdom and for our nation. Yannick, uh, so before you leave, uh, uh, before I should do that, let me do this. So if you want to know about Yannick and his organization, go to livinginpurpose.org, livinginpurpose.org. There you can learn about him 
his programs. You can also learn about the Purpose Center. And tell us a bit about Chosen. You have a special service, uh, Unique, uh, called Chosen. Tell us about that and how people can get involved or be a part. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my family right there. Chosen, we, we planted a church in the, the city of Augusta about four and a half years ago. Uh, I'd love for you all to join us if you're in Georgia, if you're in the Augusta Grovetown area. Uh, we meet at 6 p.m. on Saturday nights, every single Saturday at 5001 Gateway Boulevard. Or you can catch us on the website if you're global, chosencsra.org. We stream every single week. We would love to see you there. If you want to learn more about the Purpose Center and the Living in Purpose programs that we have, uh, please just visit livinginpurpose.org. If you want to learn more about uh, my coaching and, and what we do for businesses and um, go to livinginpurpose.com and uh, we'd love to, to connect with you all. Make sure you hit that share button as well. I love it. Hey man, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a chosen one of these days. I'm going to work with Anique. I'm going to come down. I'm going to worship with y'all. I'm, I'm going to put you to work come. too, brother. Yeah, I, I, man. But you, but you know, Yannick, I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, what a blessing it must be for young men and women to sit under your ministry every Saturday and hear some of the, if this is just a piece of what they experience, guys, you are blessed. It's hard to find a good church these days. And I'll tell you, if you're under this ministry, you have chosen well, forgive the pun. <laughs> Before you next shares your encouragement, let's see, if you want to know about the MI Project, uh, how you can connect with us, how you can uh, come alongside in us, we come alongside you, help you build a kingdom business, a business that has quadruple bottom line. Visit us at nehemiahecommunity.com nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can learn about biblical entrepreneurship training program, kingdom business coaching. You can learn, you can also learn how to become a part of the community uh, where we have members from all over the world, Asia, Africa, Latin America, Europe. You can plug in and together we can transform the world. And even if you need capital to grow your business, you can learn about it there as well. Well, before we leave, Yannick, uh, there are people watching and listening and uh, some of them may right now be in the middle of pain. Uh, it could be the pain of COVID. It could be the pain of what's going on right now in Ukraine. By the way, let's let's pray for the folks Absolutely. in Ukraine. As a matter of fact, Yannick, before we close, normally I pray for the people today. I'm going to ask you to pray because I want you to not only pray for Ukraine, but I want some of that anointing, brother, to go uh, to our people today so that they may know how to journey through their, their pain. They may get a little bit, bit of that mental toughness. Let me be right now in Ukraine. We have a partner in Ukraine who right now have to transform their center into a, a, a refugee camp. I mean, think about that. Um, we, there are people right now facing economic consequences due to the economy, right? You know, uh, with, with uh, all that's happening uh, with, with, with the economy, there are people facing, you know, sickness, COVID-19 itself, or they may be facing other issues. So if somebody right now whether they're entrepreneur or not, they're facing, they're in that middle of pain. What, what advice would you give them, Yannick? Uh, give them, you know, what word of encouragement give them as they navigate that to get to where you got to? I would encourage them to um, hold on to their hope. Hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Um, there's a scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When we lose our hope, we get sick. 
depression comes, anxiety comes. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, even suicide comes. And if you're going through a challenge in your life, I want you to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Don't you lose your hope that God loves you and that your pain, whatever it is, can be leveraged for purpose. Tell somebody that you're struggling, get help. So those are my two things in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Hold on to your hope and get help. Do not suffer in silence. Uh, you, you are not the only one going through what you're going through. There are people who can come alongside you to support and serve you and help you. And so I think with accountability and love and community uh, coupled with hope that, 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 yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that, that, you, that you're walking and that you can get through whatever valley you're going through. I believe hope and help uh, will, will, will help a person hang on. It's <laughs> a good word. With that, listen, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to have Yannick back because we're going to, Yannick is launching the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Training Program. Coming up, we're going to have him talk about that. But before we even get to that, I want to talk about how Yannick discovered purpose and what he's doing today. And then after we talk about the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Program, Yannick and I are talking about ways to partner to even go deeper so that together we can advance the kingdom. We're going to talk about that with you as well. Stay tuned. So with that said, thank you for watching and listening. Yannick, could you pray for our people? I'd love to. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity thank to come you. before you in prayer. Mm -hmm. Father, I want to thank you for Patrice and the mighty mission you've put him on. Uh, Father, he's reaching the nations with um, a powerful uh, service and vision for biblical entrepreneurship, for kingdom business, and so, Father, I just want to uh, briefly just pray for his peace, his protection, covering for his family, his ministry, and all those who are serving alongside him. Do exceedingly abundantly above all that they could ask or think as they move forward, um, doing what you've called and created them to do. Father, we want to send a special prayer out for Ukraine. Thank you. Uh, Father, there's so much going on. Um, Father, freedom is 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 at risk for them and i just want to pray that as they go through their challenge their pain right now that they will hold on to their hope that some way somehow you will use the adversities that they're facing mm. for godly purpose uh, let us know as as your church and, and, and your children what we can do to serve and support that area uh, father um, give wisdom and discernment divine wisdom and discernment to those leaders so that they may make the decisions that they need to make um, to, to, to get out of this and uh, work it out for their good and your glory. Uh, Father, again, uh, we thank you for all it is that you're doing for every entrepreneur listening, for every mother, every father listening. Uh, will you help us turn all the pain we face into purpose and profits? Um, and and may, may we give you the glory for all it is you're, you're going to do uh, in our life. And that is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for your prayer, brother. Listen, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Share with friends. Share it with foes because people who enjoy good stuff share with those who they love. God bless you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Patrice.